Hello, our beloved listeners. Today, we have a very special episode for you. You sound like a game show host. I do? Yeah. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> So we're going to have a special episode for you guys. Uh, Devin and I got tickets last minute to go see a new release in theaters, uh, and it's called Barbarian. So what we're going to do is, um, I guess the first part or the first half of this episode is going to be spoiler-free discussion, and then we will give you a clear indication <laughs> on when we are going to start going through the um the spoiler part of the review yeah um so if you don't want to get spoiled feel free duck out when we when we give this signal yep but right now you're safe <clears throat> so you can listen and we'll also <laughs> put in the description um the like timestamp of when we start discussing spoilers so right. that you can know that for sure yeah so, welcome to Partners in Fright. <laughs> um, and we're going to kind of lump this episode under our 50 Nights, 50 Frights, since mm-hmm. this is a new release. And, I don't know, we haven't really discussed whether or not we're going to do new releases. Maybe when one catches our eye. Like, right. I mean, like, in a normal uh, setting outside of September or October when we're doing this uh, right. Halloween countdown. As of right now, we have a list of movies that we know for sure that we want to watch and review and discuss. And I think it's like in the, there's like in the fifties or sixties. We for sure have like the next year planned out. So <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, of course, every now and then there's going to be a movie that comes out that catches our eye that we want to kind of jump in on. And technically, this movie has under ten thousand reviews, so we're in the clear, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, technically, it's obscure, it's right, obscure now. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's funny because like earlier today, like Joe said, we kind of like snag tickets last minute. Mm -hmm. Um, we sent each other a couple of TikToks of people, uh, watching the movie and reviewing the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were like, I think we need to see this. Yeah. And we really didn't have any information. We didn't watch the trailer. We knew the title of the movie. Uh, we knew, or at least I knew Bill Skarsgård was in it. Yeah. Same. Um, and then we knew the general premise, which is a woman, uh, goes to a and b like an Airbnb, mm-hmm. uh, for a job interview that she has, uh, in that city. And there's another person staying in the Airbnb and they're, they double booked it somehow. Mm-hmm. And he invites her to stay the night. And then they start discovering this house has secrets. We'll say. Right. I didn't even know about the secrets part. I just, all I knew was two people double booked and that's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. So I was really intrigued because this is, I think the first, uh, Airbnb horror movie that's been made. Yeah. I would say that's probably accurate. Yeah. I mean, just on the very surface, obviously, but, um, okay, sweet. Uh, I guess we just jump right in. Yeah. You ready? So just as a reminder, this is the spoiler-free part of the discussion. We will let you guys know 
when it is okay for you to bail if you don't want to listen to the spoilers. Right. So I guess spoiler-free plot, like a little bit more than what we just gave you, mm-hmm. is that Tess Marshall, uh, she's played by... Georgina Campbell. Okay. And she is interviewing for a documentary film. And her interviews like the next morning, mm-hmm. and she kind of gets to this Airbnb. It's late at night when she gets there, mm-hmm. and it's raining. And this house looks really adorable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she gets up to the door. There's no key. Um, she double checks her Airbnb reservation email like three times. Um, she ends up having like the wrong um. The keypad, uh, she had the wrong combination. Yeah, I think she read the wrong numbers. numbers yeah. yeah, and then she like puts it in again, and it opens, and there's no key in there. Correct. Um, but real quick, while she's in the car, um, I'm assuming it's her ex. There's a Marcus who keeps calling her, and she seems mm-hmm. very not distressed, but really annoyed that he keeps calling, and she just keeps ignoring it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she does talk about that later um, with Keith at some point. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of about, like, relationship troubles, I guess. Right. Um, But anyway, so she kind of gives up on the house. Like, she calls the management company. Nobody answers. And she gets, like, a voicemail Mm -hmm. that's like, hi, this is Bonnie from (laughs) Rental Management Services. And uh, you've raised my voicemail. Right. So she goes back into her car and she just kind of like sits there for a second. And then all of a sudden a house light turns on inside the Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And so she goes back up and she sees a man inside. She knocks on the door and he was like clearly kind of sleeping or something. Like Mm -hmm. he's really groggy. Um, And they kind of figure out together that they rented the house on two different sites. So, like, she was Airbnb and he was, like, home away or something like that. Right. Um, And then he invites her inside to, like, call the management company or, like, the owners of the Airbnb Mm -hmm. so that um, they can figure it out together. So, what what were your thoughts when – so, this is Bill Skarsgård, who's the other, I guess, like, renter. Um, and he, he played Pennywise. That's probably his most, like, famous role to date. Um, yeah. But what were your initial thoughts on him? So I think, like, part of the way through the first act, I mm-hmm. was like, man, I they really made a conscious decision to choose him. I wonder if yeah. he was top of mind for the role because I feel like everybody has such a large impression of him already from It. Right. Um, and then he was also in a, another Stephen King uh, miniseries, was it? A Castle Rock on Amazon? Hulu? I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, people who are, who are seeing this movie, like, they're a fan of horror movies. They've probably seen it, and they, like, already have, right. like, an, um, some preformed opinions. So they're going into this thinking, like, is he the bad guy? Is he... Good, good guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they do, and like I said, this is spoiler free, so we're like not, that's pretty mm-hmm. much as much as we're going to go into it. Right. Um, because I feel like anything else that we say about the actual plot is going to be like spoiler related. Mm-hmm. But um, they did such a good job at setting up the tension. Oh my God. Throughout yep. the whole movie. And um, just like, I mean, my heart was pounding. 
in a couple and nothing happened really. It's hilarious. So I and this is big kudos to the acting. I I loved both of these these actors oh, yeah. and their chemistry between them. So like when you're first introduced to Bill Skarsgård and he offers Tess to you know come and stay inside so they can kind of figure this out. There they um they stay on him for a little bit like the camera and he kind of backs away in the doorway yeah. and the shadow like yeah swallows his face and you kind of just see his eyes a little bit and mm-hmm. then it cuts and then she it shows Tess or like she has this little bit of a hesitation of walking inside mm-hmm. um and there's a couple little yeah there's a lot of um like tension ling- builders yeah like lingering <laughs> on certain um scenes um, and i love that how you can use no words to gather tension and unease mm -hmm. on like what the hell's going on especially at the beginning of a movie when you don't even know what you're really gonna you know get into yeah um what else do you think that we can say that's spoiler free i know that you said that there were a couple movies that you would compare it to uh well the ones I have in mind would be a spoiler. Okay. <laughs> so I'll so, I'll save that for the end. All right, we won't say those. Okay, so we just went and watched the trailer because we were really on the fence of what was a spoiler and what wasn't. Right. So for this part, um, we're just gonna go through uh anything and everything that was actually in the trailer. So I think we're we're safe there. Yeah. Um So when Keith invites her into the house, um, he says that it's, like, not a great neighborhood and that she really shouldn't, like, be out in her car at night. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she comes in and she's, like, looking at hotels and he just, like, invites her to stay. Mm -hmm. Um, And what they show in the trailer, um, which I pointed out, was that, like, she finds his ID and, like, takes a picture of it. So, like... This girl's not messing around, right? Like, right. Intelligent horror movie. Uh, I don't know. Participant, <laughs> <laughs> an active participant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then basically, there's just like uh, creepy shit in the house, right? Um, and Justin Long is also in the movie. Yeah, first big surprise of this for movie. us. Yeah, we didn't know that he was in it. Uh, I'm surprised that they showed him in the trailer, but. I think that's all that yeah. we'll say is that he's in it. Right. Um, and I think beyond that, we can't really talk about the plot too much without giving anything away. Um, yeah, this is a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we can talk a little bit about what we liked about it um, without being spoiler. Yeah. I like one of my big things was um, throughout most of the movie, I've gotten like M Night Shyamalan vibes um just with the way uh like the the cinematography of it all mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple shots that really reminded me of it in like the slow zoom ins um and I don't think this is a spoiler but uh Tess goes on a interview mm-hmm. with her boss and we're soon to be boss or soon to be boss yeah <clears throat> she she meets her in this like cafe or restaurant and then all of a sudden it, it cuts to outside the restaurant but you can't hear anything but you can see them talking because the walls are glass mm-hmm. and that shot holds for a bit um and then it 
continues on with the story. Um, but there are so many movies of M Nights that are are like that, where the shot is stationary. You're kind of forced to just watch people converse and like in silence. Yeah, and you're kind of guessing what exactly is going on. What are they talking about? In this particular case, I mean, nothing has really happened. So there's no <laughs> there's no tension there or anything. Um, but that was just one example of like an atmospheric thing. Oh my god, the setting or yeah, the atmosphere. That's a really good way of putting it. Um, is unbelievable. Yeah, I think I will say like the atmosphere, mm-hmm. the tension, the tone were all things that I really loved, and I thought this movie was like fucking wild. Um. <laughs> And I think we can leave it at that. Um, We're going to give our ratings. I know we haven't told you guys much, but (laughs) we want to give you our rating so that you can make an informed decision of whether or not you might also want to see this in theaters or maybe wait until it's out uh, streaming somewhere. Right. What did you rate this? Because I know you were between ratings. Uh, Yeah. So I think this is the first time ever that I'm going to give a half ranking on this so i'm gonna give it a six and a half out of ten okay you have a face on with (laughs) no No, i'm just i i was really curious to know what you're gonna rate it i was gonna give reasons why but i I feel like i'll spoil so yeah (laughs) six and a half out of ten okay i'm gonna give it a nine out of ten holy shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh i had a feeling that you were enjoying myself yeah Uh, yeah. would you rewatch like, it? Oh my god, absolutely! Okay. I w- I was gonna say, um, I I feel like maybe I rate a little more stern conservatively. Than you do. I think that you're a conservative rater. Yeah, yeah, and I I I don't want people thinking a, a six and a half out of ten is like bad. bad or anything. Um, I definitely have points against it, but. Honestly, I would absolutely watch this again. Like, I have a big smile on my face right now. Yeah. Um, there are certainly things that I, like, didn't love about it, but it was a fun ride. It is incredibly unique. Yeah. And I, even like, though... Even there though, was a lot of uh, audience uh, reaction. Yeah. Like, it sounded like a lot of people had... Some mm-hmm. opinions. And I don't know what those opinions even, were, but um, I can I can think of a couple movies that are kind of like this, um, but there I don't think there's a movie out there that's exactly like it, quite like this. Yeah, it's yeah, it's wild. Um, all right, so <laughs> I think that's all we can really give right now as a spoiler-free review. Yeah. Um, so you guys can carry on if you want or if you want to listen to us yeah. go go about our spoilers uh so be forewarned mm-hmm. spoilers start now uh if you want to go watch the movie mm-hmm. and then come back to this <laughs> feel free otherwise you've had your warning uh here we go all right, you guys here still? <laughs> anybody still here? <laughs> Did okay. anybody see this movie this weekend too? All right, we're- um, can I just say right off the bat that I thought that it was so ironic that *Malignant* 
uh, had its anniversary, its one year anniversary yesterday, and I found so many ties. Oh my god! So yeah. malignant in this movie, like it, like it was fucking nuts. Like same, same like quality of just nuts as malignant. Man, okay. <laughs> so uh, the couple of movies that I thought like had the similarities with this, yeah, are the Descent. Wait, yeah, okay. I think I can guess another one that you're going to say. Go ahead. The Visit? Yep. Yeah. Um, when you said M. Night, yeah. that's what oh I Oh, my knew. God, yeah. Yeah. And The Visit is one of my favorite yeah. M. Night movies. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, uh, we also have a movie, we own a movie called Don't Breathe, which takes place in Detroit as well. Okay, was that the one with the... Stephen the, Lang, the blind guy. The blind guy, and he has, the, like, the turkey baster at the end. Yup. Okay, that's also what I thought of in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Those, I I kept running through those in my head, mm-hmm. and um, even though they're similar, they're very different movies. Yeah. Um, but, holy shit. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed myself <laughs> watching this. I know, mm-hmm. like, so, like, the first act. All right, so, like, let's just go, we'll go through the plot. And we'll address things as they come up. Yeah, I think that might be easiest. All right, so we left off at the she test comes in. And she agrees to stay, basically. She snaps a pic of his wallet. Uh, yeah, his that's, ID. A, that's a little later. Um, but, I mean, um, so, of course, she's really weary about staying in this house alone with this random stranger. And, Who's a man? Yes, and Bill Skarsgård's character, Keith, he makes it very well known that he this, knows that it's awkward. This is a weird situation, and yeah. he knows that she's in a house with a stranger. So she offers, or he offers her uh, the bed when he can sleep on the couch. Mm-hmm. And like uh, he makes her tea and she doesn't drink it. Like then, she just leaves it on the counter. And then yeah. she, like, she goes to shower. They make a a very big point of like showing her lock all the doors when she goes into a different room right so that he can't follow her in um and then when she comes back out and it's kind of a creepy scene because like the camera goes like a little bit of a ahead of Tess and yeah. then Bill Skarsgård's character his name's Keith I feel like I'm just going to keep calling him Bill Skarsgård That's totally fine. Um he's just sitting there out of focus, and he's kind of staring, like, towards you, towards the camera. Yeah, just silent. Yeah, and so she, Tess walks out. And, and he, then... so he does have a <laughs> bottle of wine and two glasses on the table. Right. And he did offer her wine, this same wine earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, But he, like, goes on this little ramble, and he's like, I noticed you didn't drink your tea. Totally fine. Like, I get it. You, you know, you don't know me. And I, right. I was going to open this wine. Because I can't sleep, mm-hmm. and like I was gonna see if you wanted some, but I didn't want to open it until you right. came out of the shower. And he's like rambling mm-hmm. on and on and on, um, and she's like, you know, you, it's an awkward situation. You can tell like there's awkwardness and mm-hmm. there's tension, and she's like, you know, I don't really want any, but you feel free. Um, but she does end up like sitting down, and they start, you know, just chatting and talking and. Um, she's there for um, a documentary film 
uh, like research position mm-hmm. and she has the interview tomorrow and Keith actually saw the documentary that the filmmaker made um, before and it was like a blues documentary. Yeah. And so she was like, no, nah, it was a small documentary. There's no way that. Yeah. Which you've like seen this it. moment was also like a little bit of like setting up suspiciousness or like distrust of Bill Skarsgård's character because that's interesting I've I found it like diffusing the situation the opposite yeah because okay. they've they found common ground yeah I think but immediately off the bat because she's like no one's seen that movie like there's no way you saw this movie oh did you think he was like lying yeah or that okay. like maybe somehow he had like researched Tess and like knew that like she was into blues or like into at least this like documentary filmmaker. I gotcha. Um, But he's like, yeah, you know, she's like, there's no way that you saw this movie. And then he like mentions key scenes from the movie that like clearly Mm -hmm. someone who had seen it would know. Um, And then he actually like he was part of a group, like a musical group in Detroit. I think so. It weren't really too clear about that i wasn't sure if it was like an organization or something he mentions the lion tamers and i didn't catch like the couple sentences beforehand um but he's part of that group and apparently it's famous or like at least famous in that kind of like realm um because tess recognizes it and Mm -hmm. because he's like you should interview me because she's the filmmaker is making a documentary on like musical groups or like the roots of yeah, like the past Blues decade, in what Detroit? musicians came out of Detroit. Yeah, I'm right. um, like up and coming artists. <laughs> so he's like, you should interview me for it. Um, and then it, that's when things start kind of loosening up and she starts trusting him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to them. They, they're having a conversation on the couch and we only catch like the tail end of it. And mm-hmm. it's heavily implied that she's having issues with, I'm assuming it's Marcus who is calling earlier. Yeah. And it sounds like he maybe hurt her or cheated on her mm-hmm. in some sort of way. And Keith is very insightful. Like, he's very well-spoken. Mm-hmm. He's, um, he's kind of charming a little bit. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so Bill Skarsgård has the same energy as, like, Adam Driver. Like, for me, at least. Like, not conventionally. Good energy. <laughs> Good soup. Good soup. <laughs> uh, not, like, conventionally attractive, but very attractive at the same time. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he's being a little charming. It seems like she's kind of In, into, into it him. as well. Yeah. Um, and then there's this really funny scene where uh, <laughs> she has this thing about, like, clean sheets. So she, like, she wants the sheets to be clean. Like, uh, Keith has already been laying in them. So, like, she wanted to run them through the wash. So that's kind of, like, their excuse for staying up and talking. Right. Um, and the sheets are finally clean. And he's helping her put the duvet cover on. And he, like... I've done this before <laughs> with our duvet. Like you put it over your whole body and you kind of like have your hands in the corners. And so like you look sort of like a ghost. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a really cute scene. Like he was very charming and funny. And mm-hmm. um, it was cute. You think that maybe something's going to happen because uh, they're just kind of both standing in the bedroom. And it's like. Yeah, it's funny. It, um, it does the weird like. OK, well, I'm going to. I'm going to head out. And there's like a long pause and we're just staring at each other. Yeah. 
Okay, well, it's, good night. Like, they're both into each other, but then it's right. also like a weird thing. And, and so it, they he yeah. does leave the room. Yeah, and at this point, I remember thinking, I was like, okay, nice, uh, good intro. We got like kind of the backstory on a little bit on mm-hmm. what's going on. And I was thinking, when is the shift going to happen? Every yep. horror movie has a shift. And the next scene was, yep, there it is, the unsettling shift. Yeah, uh, so Tess is sleeping, and the door creaks open, and you hear this weird kissing noise that's like... Oh, was did that you what hear that, that was? That's what I heard. I heard something, but I didn't know... I, I literally have, like, shivers, like, thinking about the noise. Yeah, so... Oh, my God, okay. The door open, and that's what you hear, and then you hear footsteps... And then, which reminded me of paranormal activity. Oh, just like the that footsteps running freaks me the fuck out. Where you like, you see nothing, but you hear. Yeah, in this and because it's footsteps. like hardwood floor, so like you yeah. clearly hear the footsteps. You yeah. Know? <laughs> um, and then, but like the kissing noise was like right next to her face. It felt like, like it felt like, like I thought that he was gonna be like in bed with her. Me too. Um, and then, so she rolls over. She sees that the door's open. Nobody's in bed with her. Nobody's in the room with her. Right. And then um, Keith starts, like, yelling in his sleep. Like, he's having a nightmare or something. Yeah, so from her room, when the door's open, she leaned over a little bit. And you can see right in the living room. And he's mm-hmm. sleeping on the couch. Mm-hmm. And he's having, like, a night terror. Mm-hmm. I really want to know what he was dreaming about. I really thought that just just the first... First time he yelled at, I was like, is he jerking it, like, in the living room? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he's kind of, like, um, moving a little bit, too. Yeah. But anyway, it was very clear after I, that that it was not uh, that situation, so. I had I had maybe, like, a, a theory a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if he had a nightmare because he felt a presence or something or witnessed something, mm. like, maybe the night before. Oh, okay. He could have been there a night or a couple nights by That's himself. True. And yeah. We that, don't know how long he was there. He could have been super desperate of having Tess in the house with him just so he's not alone. Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah. I don't know. Just a, just a thought, a theory. It never really... That's That true. doesn't come up. There's no answer, but yeah. there's something I was thinking about. Yeah, because Tess goes over and, like, kind of shakes his arm mm-hmm. a couple of times and um and then he like wakes up and he's like sh- he gets like fucking freaked out and he's like yeah he's like you scared the, the shit out of me yeah, yeah um and he didn't realize he was making noises he was like what right. do you mean I'm making noises like and she was like I'm so sorry like mm-hmm. and he looks unsettled by her at like at this point you right. know so then she just closes the door locks it and jiggles the handle make sure it's secure well she asked him she's like did you open my door oh and yeah he's like fuck no I didn't. yeah she even like, asked him twice right um so <clears> then <throat> she goes back locks the door jiggles it make sure that it's securely locked and then it's morning and i thought that this movie was going to take place in one night Me honestly too. so next morning tess is like running a little late she has her job interview she goes to leave and there's a note on the table from keith uh, a cute little note. Yeah, and like, there's only one key, right? So mm-hmm. he's like, "Uh, you take the key, leave it in the box, right? Yeah, like, a little security box by yeah. the front door." She was like, "Take, 
put the key in the box so then that way like we can both access it Mm -hmm. uh when either one of us comes back and he said like had a really great time last night with like a little smiley face Mm -hmm. um and she's like oh you know uh she has her interview it goes great oh real quick when she leaves oh i'm sorry yeah i totally forgot (laughs) that's okay when she leaves the house I don't know if they did this intentionally or if there was, like, some CG or whatever. When she pulls up the night before, I saw maybe, like, one house in the dark kind of deal. But then in the morning, she's, like, looking around, and they make a big deal of it where there's houses all around them, and they're all completely, like, parts of Detroit are very like this where I know a lot of people that couldn't sell the house, so they would light on fire and get the insurance for it, and then move or whatever. And they like, would just leave literally, the house. every other house except for this one is mm-hmm. burnt down, like, ha- like half in shambles. So I, I thought at night, there it was empty. Empty lots. And then in the morning, it was just, like, mm. fucking messing with her, where it was just houses everywhere. She's, like, looking around, and she's kind of baffled a little bit. I thought for a second she was going to turn around, and that house was going to be dilapidated. Yeah, me too. Um, And then it was, like... Kind of a mind fuck thing. Right. Neither of those things happen. Nope. It's just that house is fine. <laughs> All the other houses are fucked up. Yep. Um, so she drives out of that neighborhood and she's like, oh man, like he really was right. Like this is a shitty neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. Which makes me kind of wonder why Keith picked this one. But he did say that there was a convention happening and that's why neither of them could get a hotel. Because there was, like, right. this big medical convention happening. So mm-hmm. then all the hotels were booked. There wasn't really any other options. Yeah, she even, she we even called a hotel and they were like, sorry, we were completely booked for yeah. the night. Um, so she has her interview. It goes great. And then before she leaves, she's like, oh, I'm staying in Brightmore. And the uh, filmmaker is like, Tess, are you serious? Yeah. Like, are you serious you're staying in that neighborhood? Like, you can't stay there. Right. And she was like, no, it's... It's okay. Like I have a roommate. I'm I'm okay. I'm and she's like, <laughs> also like I can't really get a hotel. And the filmmaker honestly looks like she's about to like invite her to come. Yeah, stay I thought with her. she was gonna ask her. I was like, please stay with me. You know. Yeah. Um. But that doesn't happen. So then she drives back. She gets out of the car. She forgets something in the car. So then she goes back, and the camera just kind of lingers on her, like. The car door, right? So yeah. we, like, see her kind of duck out of frame. She's rummaging around in the front seat for something, mm-hmm. and we just see down the street. And all of a sudden, this dude is, like, running full speed at her. Yeah, he's out of focus, and you see this figure kind of running towards like, her. booking it, like sprinting. And it's one of those things where she doesn't know, but the audience knows. Yeah. And you're like, uh, fuck? Like, do you, do you see him? Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts yelling at her, and he says shit like, like little girl or yeah. something he's like yo little girl like and she starts you know she sees him obviously right. and she books it to the front door and then she's like fumbling to get the fucking key out of the the lock on the mm-hmm. front door yeah. and like and she makes it inside and yep. she immediately calls the cops which like good on her you mm-hmm. know like but the cops say all the units are busy uh there's nothing they can do mm-hmm. and um, she can't see the guy anymore. So she He's like, gone. yeah, she locks the door and then she just kind of like, I think she makes a move to like pack. Right. I believe so. Yeah. 
I think there's a shot where she's kind of frantically packing. Uh, no, that's a little bit later, I think. Oh, really? I, I'm okay. sorry. I think, but she does look like, you know, she's like anxiety ridden. She's like, I gotta, oh, yeah. I gotta get out of here or like something needs to happen. So I think she like goes to the bathroom to like kind of, okay, take a breather. I'm safe right now. The doors are all locked. Like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. She goes to the bathroom. No toilet paper. So she... Scariest is... part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Happened to me like six times today. I didn't refill the toilet paper and I kept going in there. <laughs> um, so then she looks for toilet paper around. She mm-hmm. looks in like a pantry. She can't find any. Then all of a sudden she sees a door and it's like a little bit past the bedrooms at the end of the hallway and uh, it looks like it leads down to a basement. She turns on the light to the basement mm-hmm. and the toilet paper is right there. Of course. Um, so she is like, all right, I'm going to go get this. But she like is clearly, like me, a little bit afraid to go into the basement. But <laughs> she's like, I'm good. I'm going to go get this toilet paper. So she walks down the stairs, get the toilet paper, and she comes back up the stairs. And immediately, as soon as she gets to the door, it shuts on her. Mm-hmm. And... You're kind of wondering, like, was this a a person in the house that shut the door? Did it shut on its own? Um, But then she goes, uh, she tries to get it open. She Mm -hmm. can't. She goes back downstairs. Um, There's a little, like, you know, one of those, like, small rectangular windows that are, like, in basements. Like a well window. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so she can see out and she realizes, shit. She has the key. It's not in the box. So Keith can't get in the house. Right. She left her phone in the bathroom. Doesn't have a cell phone. And she, like, literally doesn't have anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so she finds this rope that's, like, coming out of the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, and she pulls on it. And it's, like, literally just a rope coming out of this, like, small drilled hole mm-hmm. in, like, the you know, foundational wall and she pulls on it and it opens up this door and it's literally like black, like pitch black. And it's just kind of like slowly zooming in on this pitch black doorway. Right. And this door, it's like it, it's built into the wall. There's no handle or anything. It's like completely hidden. So when you pull a string, I guess it's attached to the backside of this door. Yeah. Only opens one way. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, she like lingers on it for a moment and then she goes, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> Which like great. So relatable. There are no dumb characters in this movie. Um, I, I beg to give her <laughs> about Justin Long's character. Oh, my God. Well, that's just. A, OK, we'll get that's to that. a different thing. Yeah. Um. So she gets creative and she sets up this mirror to shine straight like to bounce the light in the in the main basement room down mm-hmm. this hallway. Right. And then she sees another like she sees some metal glinting down there like it's another door handle. Right. Um so then that is what prompts her to go down there and she's like really spooked out obviously. Mm-hmm. Um goes down there and she finds a room completely like it's like white. It's like something out of saw. It really is. Yeah. It's like white. Uh, it's dirty. There's a metal like bed frame with a mattress, no sheet on it, and it's dirty. I mm-hmm. mean, there's like brown, possibly oh, there's blood stains everywhere. Stains. There's 
a camera set up on a tripod in the corner of the room. Like an old school... Like video camera. Yeah, you <laughs> use this cassette tape. Yeah, and then there's a bucket in the corner. Mm-hmm. And there's a bloody handprint on the wall. And she fucking freaks out. Mm-hmm. And she runs out, and then all of a sudden, Keith is, like, banging on the door. And so she's, like, banging on the window, and he comes over, and he sees her, and, like, I couldn't tell what direction this movie was going to go in at any point. Mm-hmm. Literally any point. Because yeah. at this point... I thought, like, is Keith going to, like, does Keith know about this? Is he going to just, like, leave her in the basement? Is he going to laugh and be like, hey, I I got you. Right. Yeah. And then, no, he, like, helps her out of the basement, mm-hmm. gets her out, and then she's, like, hyperventilating. Right. Well, yeah, so they finally get the the window open and she slips him the key. And then he goes through the front door and lets her in through the, oh, like, right, the basement right. door. So that's how he got he gets in. And so she's, like, hyperventilating. She's telling Keith about the room, and she makes, like, a move to leave. Like, that's when she starts packing shit. She's mm-hmm. like, I oh, need that's to right, yeah. get out. And then this interaction was, like, really weird. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, really suspicious because he's, like, I don't under Like, there's a bucket and a mattress. Like, he's, like, it's a basement. There's, there's- a bucket and a mop. Oh, like- <laughs> <God>. <laughs> but, yeah, no, there's, like, there's a fork in the road here because... She's yeah. trying. She's clearly in distress. Yeah. She's trying to get out of the house. And, and then he's like, stay. Yeah. He's blocking her and holding her down. So you're like, uh, yeah. Where's, where's this going? But then it's like, well, why did he let her out of the basement? If he, if his goal is to get her in there. Right. right. Yeah. Like, you're not so, sure. Um, so he's like, just wait here. Let me think for 20 seconds. You don't have to come with me. I'm mm-hmm. going to go downstairs and look, you can stay here. And like, but but stay here so I don't want to get locked in the basement. Right, too. he was like, I don't want to get locked into Which just makes, in, just in case sense. the door closes, just yeah. stay here. And she was like, okay, fine. But this was when people in the theater started like <laughs> fucking going like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, because she she's standing right at the front door, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes down there, and then she like my heart was pounding at this point like i i was terrified like i was like (laughs) waiting for something to happen and just like the tension was killing me so she's standing at the front door he goes down there it's been a little bit then she moves down the hallway to the basement door and then she walks down there and she's like calling for him and then all of a sudden, the door starts closing again. And this was when everybody in the theater was like, what oh, the hell fuck? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why didn't you prop it open? Right. So then she she catches the door. Because at this, you know, you're thinking, like, the door's going to fucking shut. And then they're going to both be stuck down there. Right. But that doesn't happen. She catches the door. And uh, she props it open and then yells for him again and then there's no answer like at this like she keeps calling for him there's no answer at all right and i'm like why didn't she call 911 like i mean i guess that's a weird thing to call 911 for i don't know right. i well not really because she found that room like whatever it, whatever's happening with Keith right now she does have an excuse to call 911 because that's yeah. clearly a scene of a crime she doesn't grab a weapon either. Like, she catches the door, props it open, but doesn't grab anything. Mm, that's like, true, yeah. she could have grabbed something. Anyway, she walks downstairs in the basement. 
this whole scene takes like I feel like it was it felt like felt like an hour um, because like <laughs> but in a good way yes yeah um, she walks back to the room and everybody's fucking yelling in the theater because like she walks into the room like into the room because you think like Keith is gonna pull that door and she's gonna be locked in the in the mattress room with the camera yep but that doesn't happen either she looks <laughs> under the bed and it's like girl, come on, you have your back turned. Like, why? Like, you were so smart in the beginning, and right. now, like, you're, like, all senses have just, like, left your brain. Um, She looks on their bed. She still doesn't hear him. Like, he's not in the room. And it's mm-hmm. like, where the fuck did he go? Then she finds that other door. At the... It, originally, it looks like just a hallway, and at the end of the hallway on the left, there's a door. Yeah. But at the end of this hallway, it's like another door built into the wall. It's right. like... It's like goddamn roomception. Yeah. So she opens the door and discovers that it's... It's like a tunnel. Yeah. So it's like stone steps. It's like carved out stone. Straight down. Right. Straight Um, to hell. Yeah. Right. And everybody's like, hell no. Like, no, no, no. Um, So then she hears Keith yelling. And it's like, where the fuck did he go? And he is far away. Yeah, far down. It's very like in the depths echoing kind yeah. of barely reaching you and she's like crying like calling for him mm-hmm. um and then so she starts going down and i think she has her cell phone camera yeah, light like and the that's light. that's what's um allowing her to see at least she goes down into the darkness like the the music is like mm-hmm. just literally like a heart uh, pounding like that's yeah. like all that you're hearing yeah and so like my heart's pounding with it and then <laughs> there's an iron gate like an accordion type iron gate and mm-hmm. so like every time she goes deeper you're like oh my god like somebody's gonna shut a door behind yeah. her like and she walks by these like dog, dog crates, crates with yeah. blood on them there's blood on them there's <clears throat> dog food bowls on the inside like mm-hmm. people have been being like kept down here and it looks like a fucking like I don't know, like, uh, mine down there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. so many tunnels. There's, like, tracks. Like, as if, like, cart tracks. Right. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Keith is crawling <laughs> towards her. And, like, he's, like, dirty now. Like, and he's freaking out. Like Yeah, he's, like, crawling towards her. I thought he was a monster or something at I did, first. too. Or I thought that, like, he <clears throat> had turned into a zombie somehow. Or, yeah. like... Or something was wrong with yeah, him. Yeah, so he pulls her down, and she's like, oh, my God, you're alive. We need to like, get out of here. we need to leave. And so she starts pulling him the way that she came, and he's not having yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, no, 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 there's somebody down here with us. <laughs> right. And he says somebody bit him. Um, And she's like, no, like, we need to go this way. We need to get out. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> this naked lady with, like, fucked up teeth grabs Keith's head and just smashes his face against, like, the stone wall. Right. And, it, like, sh- it's as if uh, Tess is holding the flashlight on it. So, mm-hmm. like, she's shaking. So it's not Yeah, constant. you don't see, like, It's, like, everything. in flashes. And literally just, like, his face, it just this, gets desecrated. This bitch caves in Bill's head. Yeah. And it is pretty gnarly looking. And then it just has a close-up <laughs> on her. And her tits. <laughs> oh yeah, she's and she, like her fucked up teeth, and then she just yells. Yeah, like a 
like a descent creature, yep. yeah. basically. So I think I've said this in a past episode. Not a lot of things get me in horror movies, but the one thing that's sure to get me <laughs> is fucking long limbs. Like, unnaturally tall, long. Tall old ladies get you. <laughs> this tall glass of water freaked me out. Now, I don't know if you've seen this, but there is a movie called Wreck, R-E-C. It's a foreign yes. movie. I love that movie. It is frightening. And uh, you see this, like, long-legged, like, scraggly-haired, kind of going bald, like, naked lady mm-hmm. towards the end. That's, the like, the creature. And that, it reminded I me of know. that. I know. I this feels so sexist. Like, why is a naked old lady scary? Why do they keep making them scary? Uh, There's no naked old men I'm that are to... scary. Honestly, I think that would be a little bit scarier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think um, of a movie with an old naked man. and Yeah, I can't think I of one. I don't think I have any. It needs to be made. Yeah. You hear that, Hollywood? Old naked men. Yes. Let's have it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> God. So uh, I think like character designs we can compare this to is like the descent, like Joe said. Yeah. Uh, uh, the visit, also like Joe said. Um, the scene in it, uh, it chapter two. Another old naked lady. Yep. When Beverly goes to the house and oh God, then yeah. all of a sudden she's naked and large. <laughs> <laughs> naked and large. <laughs> right. Um. Anyway, and then. Cut to black. Yeah. Cut, and I was like, was that the movie? I looked down at my clock. I was like. Right. I, I even turned to you. I was like, this is the end of the movie? Yeah. And honestly, I was like, honestly, if this is the end, I'm I'm down. <laughs> like, this was a so, good movie. <laughs> this, this is where I have uh, a knock against the movie. You can clearly tell where Act 1, Act 2, and Act 3 are in this movie. The shift is so sudden. That it kind of took me out of the movie at first. I enjoyed it because I was like, "This is this is fucking wild," and I'm well, into it. The, like, af- so after this cut, um, we see a Justin Long in a convertible near in the a red, ocean, a red convertible at singing, the beach, singing a song. And I'm trying to figure out when did this. First air? of all, Justin Long, dude. Uh, okay, I I enjoy Justin Long. Yeah, and he's he actually made another really. He was in another really fucking weird movie called Tusk by Kevin Smith. I'm aware. Oh, my God. And Because immediately when I saw him, I was like, are we going to get Tusk? Yeah. Like, but I love when actors, like, go out and just do weird shit. And yeah. it's just you wouldn't have expected it. Yeah. Um, but it took me, like, 10 or 15 minutes to figure out what what story is this? What does this have to do with what we just saw until... Uh, it is mentioned that he owns a house in Michigan. I'm yeah. like, oh shit, he owns that house? I knew we were going to get an answer pretty soon because otherwise they're going to lose you, right? Because like right. it is such a drastic tone change and yeah. it feels like a completely different movie. Right. The first act is just its own little thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, But yeah, so <laughs> I just wrote Guy from Tusk. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot his name. <laughs> so he's singing. We learn his name is AJ. Right. He takes a work call, and there's a troubling development, quote unquote. Oh, boy. Uh, Megan 
which we learn is like a co-star of his, has made a claim with her lawyer uh, that he was sexually aggressive with her and she will not move forward with the pilot that they're in together. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he like keeps pressing. It seems like this was like studio executives on the phone with him. Right. Definitely not like his agent or anything. Yeah. Um, but they were like, I really don't think that you should say anything more about this on this call. Uh, you need to discuss this with your lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he like keeps pressing them. And uh, one of the girls is like, oh, don't tell him about the other thing. And he's like, what fucking other thing? And they're like, you need yeah. to calm down. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Megan, his co-star, said that he raped her and that there's a article coming out about it tomorrow and they essentially cut ties with him so he's like well they were like there's going to be an investigation uh but at this point like you're basically cut from the pilot yeah yeah so he's pretty much fired so then he pulls over uh yeah and then he meets with his accountant um estimates he's gonna have like about a hundred and forty thousand dollars in legal fees and then he mentions uh or his accountant mentions that he has, like, some Michigan properties. And that's, like, how Joe said. Right. You're like, oh, okay. This is where... And now it's, it's pulling me back in. Yeah. I'm, okay, I get it. And he suggests that AJ sells those Michigan properties because they're really not doing anything for him. And he can get some income by selling them off. Um, and then, at the very end, he wants him to find a different... Uh, accountant basically he was like i don't want to work with you anymore so basically justin long is having a really really bad day yeah i guess the next day he is in michigan now moved very quickly on this um and he uh reads the article it calls him a chip off the old block yeah i saw that too that was really interesting i wasn't sure if maybe his dad yeah originally i was like oh did his dad own the property like is his dad famous for keeping people in his basement (laughs) see no that's interesting because uh later on there's a really small scene where he's on the phone with his mom and his mom is like dad wants to see you wants to see you and he stops everything he does he's like wait dad dad wants to see me yeah like oh really like yeah so i don't know surprise maybe if that ties in with the whole chip off the old block thing I don't know. Not sure. Um, it seems like he has a strained relationship with his dad, to say the least. Oh, for sure. Oh, he's on the phone with his lawyer. He's just calling Megan and apologizing, and his lawyer is like, don't fucking do that. Yeah. You're going to make it worse. Um, and he also says that being in Detroit is not a good look for him and that he shouldn't have left the state because he's crossing state lines. And then AJ is like, are they going to arrest me? And his lawyer was like, that's a very good possibility. <laughs> right. Which, yeah, that makes total sense. It looks like, like he's fleeing the scene. Honestly, like, everything about this guy, you're not meant to like. He's, like, so self-important. Uh, You know, he has a bit of a temper. Obviously, he's being accused of raping someone, so he's got that going for him. Right. And he just seems like a spoiled little rich boy. Uh, yeah. And, like, you know, uh, all-important actor. You know, very high opinion of himself. Right. So he goes uh, to get the keys from this management company, and he heads to the house. He backs in right in front of Tessa's car. And I was like, did Bonnie's office not inform him of 
like tenants being there. Right, and she later they're talking on the phone, and she later says that it's been weeks since it was last rented. Yeah,、right. so they have no. I think this is honestly just up to like shoddy management because they're like,、yeah. oh, the maid doesn't come out unless there's you know tenants or you know it unless it's being rented, and then AJ's like, well, how the fuck am I going to know if it's like been ransacked、right. or <laughs> if people are there? Like, aren't you doing like security checks? And they're like, no, why would we? And and then she literally just hangs up on him. Um, but she, you know, he obviously finds both Keith and Tess's shit in the house, and he's like, "Are people fucking squatting in here?" Um, and just like everything about him, like I said, like you're just made him not to like him. Um, he like finds uh Tess's laptop and like tries to break into it, and then he throws it like across、yeah. the room, like. <laughs> Yeah, he 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 throws it on this dresser and it loudly lands on the、yeah. dresser. And my first thought was like, "Oh, that's a MacBook." Yeah, he has like complete disregard for like. And I love how so he cracks it open and he at least gets her name. Yeah. Where like the passcode is, and he goes, "Uh," and then he tr- he tries one word and it doesn't work. And he's like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, and, and like, throws、really? it. <laughs> um, and then. We hear him call his mom. That's when we find out that his dad wants to see him.、Mm-hmm. Um, he answers the phone to like his buddy calling, and he says, "What's up, faggot?"、Uh, so right, like we're like I said, we're made to not like this guy at all, and it's working.、Um, and he meets up with his boy, and his boy <laughs> asks like, "What happened?" He's like, "I want to like I read the article. I'm reading the internet. I want to know what went down." Yeah, they're this bar. It's super loud, and it's you're like right there with them. They're、yeah. standing close to each other, and his his friends like. Dude, just just tell me I'm your man. I'm gonna believe you. Whatever you say, just tell me like what really happened. This fucking conversation, and I will say like it is a bit triggering、mm-hmm. for anyone who has been through that situation.、Um, but he's like, yeah, we fucked, but she took some convincing. Yeah, and she was saying no in the beginning, but I'm a persistent dude, and she came around. And you're、yeah. just like, oh, my stomach was like in knots. Like, hmm, just what a fucking skis ball. Yeah, and、uh, luckily this scene wasn't very long. It was pretty short, but there's no cuts. It, you're just, it's a stationary shot, and you're just like staring at his yeah, face while he's confessing like, this. Right, you're like forced to watch this, and. He gets home drunk, and then、mm-hmm. he calls Megan. He leaves her a voicemail,、right. and he goes, "I'm sorry if I offended you." And then he says, "We've got two different like perspectives or stories of like what happened of the same event." Right, and, and he's he, like, he's clearly drunk. His, yeah, he's, he's stumbling. His, yeah, and he's kind of crying a little bit, and he's like, "Just call me back, and I'll all apologize again to you."、Yeah. And、Ugh. it was very half-hearted and messy. Yeah. In the morning, he throws up in the toilet. Yeah,、uh, hangover. Yeah, so clearly, like, did not make a good decision in leaving her that voicemail. But at the same time, you're like, oh, he's gonna go back in that house, and I can't wait to see him <laughs> fucking get it. Like, you know, like you're right, just right. waiting for him to get just fucked up. Yeah. AJ goes to look in the basement, and he hears this really loud bang.、Mm-hmm. And then he's like, he's standing at the, you know, the foot of the stairs. And he's like, "I have a gun." 
And it just shows, like, the stairs to the basement. Like, you don't see any movement or anything. Right. And the light is off now mm-hmm. in the basement. And then he he goes, I'm a man. I'll fuck you up. <laughs> but then he grabs a small knife. <laughs> he He changes his clothes, too. Yeah. He grabs a flashlight. And then he's, like, you know, practicing stabbing. <laughs> and then he, he goes downstairs. And, like, there's a huge tone shift here. Like, right? As soon as we yeah. get to AJ, there's a huge tone shift. And he sees propped up stuff from Tess, like the mirror and everything. And he's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? And he hears a door opening somewhere. Right. And the door with the rope. Like, entry is yeah. now shut. Right. So he finds it, just like tested. He pulls it open. He sees down the hallway. Immediate cut to him at the computer, typing in Google, <laughs> can underground rooms be listed in total square footage? <laughs> Everybody in the theater was fucking laughing. Oh, uh, yeah. He grabs a tape measure, and he goes to measure the hallway, the sex room, doesn't even blink an eye at the camera setup in doesn't the corner of the room. Doesn't even acknowledge it. Doesn't phase him at all. <laughs> he's and doing then, quick math in his head. Yeah, he's calculating numbers out loud and then finds, like, the tunnel entrance. And he's like, oh, baby, and starts <laughs> measuring that. <laughs> and he keeps measuring, like, past the cages. He sees the cages. He goes, oh, what the fuck? And, and then he, he starts going. measuring. <laughs> he's so blinded. Like, he's so eager to sell this place so he can pay the legal fees and get back to his, like, oh normal God, yeah. life. So he sees a light on farther down the tunnel. Like, so he's gone farther now than then, Tess and Ke- Keith got. Right. So this is unknown waters for right. everyone, including the audience. And we don't see, like, <clears throat> Keith's body either. Like, we don't see I any did, remnants of Tess or anything. Uh, they didn't really a- acknowledge it, but you do real quick see, like, a trail of blood mm, on the I on the ground. Yeah. <clears throat> So he sees this light farther on down the tunnel, and music or something is playing. Right. He gets to the room, and it's like a purple glow, and there's one small TV, and it's a breastfeeding instructional video. Yeah, it's super weird. And there's, like, blankets scattered about in the Mm -hmm. room. Uh, So this entire time, I was thinking uh, that I had a prediction that he was going to stab Tess. Hmm. For some reason, I thought... She would come up out of nowhere if she was still alive, because at this point we know, we learn that it's weeks later. So I was like, if she's still alive, I wonder if she's going to pop up out of nowhere, like, asking for help, and he's going to get scared and just shank her real mm-hmm. quick. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, that doesn't happen. I, something else happens, but... <laughs> yeah. So all of a sudden the tape measure gets, like, yanked out of his hands, and... I thought it was... With tape measures, if you let go of the lock, mm-hmm. it reels back in. I mm-hmm. thought that's what was happening at first, and he was just an idiot and didn't know how to use a tape measure. Oh, yeah. No, it was then, uh, yeah, somebody I... was pulling on the other end. <laughs> and then you hear that same weird kissy sound. That I heard. Yeah. I was like, what the, like... the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he runs. The flashlight goes out a little bit. He's, like, you know, beating it on his hand a it's, bit. Yeah, the strobe trope. Yeah. Uh, and you hear some growling mm-hmm. then, and it's the same creature. I, I didn't realize earlier that she was tall. She's oh. very tall. Yeah. Uh, and we see, like, her kind of, like, full frontal. And he's running, and he falls uh, on, like, a 
alleged i mean there's a hole in the ground actually he right. falls down like the hole cage. Yeah. yeah and he cuts himself on the knife and then Hess is down there all of a sudden we cut again and then this is kind of like joe said it's like the third act now yeah this is like the blast from the past kind of right deal. and i didn't realize that it was the past until a little bit further but uh it's like a new neighborhood Perfect suburbs, well manicured lawns, like yeah. Well, very... I, I saw the address on the house, so I knew it oh, was the knew same. It was, okay. it was the same neighborhood. Um, <clears throat> so it's just this guy, very tall, uh, seems he, quiet. He reminded me of the actor who played Beverly's dad in It. Yeah, the maintenance I could see guy. That. Yeah. yeah. So we we're following him through the grocery store. Um, he's asking for plastic sheets and baby stuff. Always um, a good sign. <laughs> I mean, he says that his wife is doing a home birth. Of, mm-hmm. You know, the baby's not here yet. Uh, no midwife. Just, just him. Just him. Yeah. And this woman in the store is, like, helping him out and grabs, like, plastic sheets. And she's like, you're she was, gonna... She was a joy. I liked... Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, you're going to want this. And, and then she grabs... This is when I realized that it was the past. She grabs the breastfeeding instructional video. She's like, you're going to want this. And then he goes back out to the car with all his stuff. And he sees a woman... And she's kind of, like, putting some stuff in her trunk. She gets in her car, drives off, and he follows her. He follows her to her house. And then all of a sudden he gets out of the car. He puts on, like, an electrician uniform. Uh, we later learn that it's, like, a public works. He works mm-hmm. in public works. Right. Um, he asks, like, you know, he's doing some meter checking or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's going to check her water real quick. And she's like, yeah, no problem. Like, come on in. And then he goes into her bathroom, mm-hmm. puts on the faucet, and then unlocks her bathroom window. Right. To indicate, you know, he'd come back maybe in the middle of the night yeah. and sneakily get in. Yeah. Because, I mean, I thought that it was going to go down right then. But, Me too. Uh, he unlocks the window and then leaves, says everything's fine. Um and then he heads back to his house. His neighbor uh, is like, the neighborhood's going to shit. I'm selling my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess this was at the same time of, like, the... Uh, like, downfall of Detroit, Yeah, I like, guess. the auto market, like, <clears throat> crash or whatever, you know. Right, yeah. 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 Um, and he's like, I'm not moving uh, to his neighbor. He's like, I'm staying right mm-hmm. where I am. He grabs all the shit from the car, and he heads back downstairs. As soon as he opens the basement door, you hear, like, a woman screaming down there. Um, and then we cut back to uh, AJ and Tess, and they're both in this, like, cage. So it's, mm-hmm. like, a hole in the ground, and there's a cage top that right. has been, like, pushed over. And she's like, you can't freak out around her. If you get upset, then she'll get upset. Um, and then all of a sudden you hear, or not hear, you, you see this black scraggly hair just fall through the, the top of the cage. This and is this, what, the third movie that we've seen black scraggly hair yeah. <laughs> hanging from something? Yeah. Um, and a giant baby bottle gets yeah. lowered into the cage and you see her like gnarly fingernails and yep. it's like a giant bottle like a human you know like an adult size bottle right and the nipple on the bottle is just like oh there's it's something weird. not right about yeah, it it's, it's very just strange bulbous <laughs> um 
and it's like just shaking a little. Like the milk is just kind of like spraying. Yeah, out she's kind of kinda like quivering a little bit, and it's yeah. all like slur- slur- slurping, slushing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, slushing <laughs> around in there. <laughs> um, and she, like the lady like gives it over to AJ, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Like you know, <laughs> yeah, and not gonna drink it. And Tess is like, tr- "Like drink from this bottle, drink dude." The papa. <laughs> you were like Papa. <laughs> uh, and uh, the lady, so I think uh, I'm just gonna call her Barbarian because I mean that's what the title Aww, of the movie is. Barb. Oh uh, yeah, we call her Barb. All right. So Barb, um, is uh saying baby, which I thought was sweet. Um. I kind of like this lady at the end of the movie. I liked Barb. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so she gives the bottle over to Tess. Tess starts drinking from the bottle. She tries to give it to AJ again. And he mm-hmm. snubs his nose at it. Self-important. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong move, Justin. Yeah. So then Barb pulls AJ out of the hole and, like, drags him off. Okay, this hole is, like, I want to say maybe six, seven feet deep. Mm-hmm. And Barb reached in with her fucking gangly arm and just like <laughs> yanked him up like complete out, completely out of the hole and like i know justin long is uh, you know he's a scrawny shorter yeah person but like dear god she just one-armed him she drags him away and you hear him screaming down mm-hmm. the tunnels um so tess takes this opportunity to yeah because try Barb and get out of the-, the cage top open mm-hmm. so she tries to escape and she's actually able to climb out. And she has uh, Justin's flashlight now. Yep. So AJ gets dragged. <laughs> Joe is looking at my notes and he's like, you have a little smiley face there. Um, I was waiting for AJ to get it. And he gets dragged back to the like purple lit room with the breastfeeding video. And he gets breastfed. <laughs> I also wrote down, I have the tiger, baby. Because that's what he tells his friend earlier after he raped that girl. So I have the tiger, hey, Justin. Yep. Karma. Tess is escaping, and she, like, rattles the tape measure by accident mm-hmm. on the ground. And Barb is, like, fucking alert. And she's like, my baby. and My baby. <laughs> uh, she, like... Oh, actually, real quick. When they were in the... Um, the room? In, in No, in the pit. Oh. Barb put her face right up against Justin's face, and you could, you could clearly see her face. And was was it her saying, was it her saying baby? Like, she repeatedly? She was saying, like, baba. Yeah, she was going, ba, 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 ba. And it was, like. I don't know. It was, it was almost. It was bit, unsettling. Uh, discerning, like, what our toddler was trying to say to us. It, yeah, that, yes. But, <laughs> <laughs> we love you, baby girl. Um, but it kind of reminded me of uh, Babadook. Oh, where okay. He was going, ba, oh, right, you, right. you hate that. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. But. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so Tess is actually manages to escape. She, so she runs out of the, the whole basement. Like, yeah, she gets out of the tunnel and then goes out into the basement. Uh, she goes all the way up to the top of the stairs, but the door is shut. God, that damn door. Can't get it open. She goes back down. She breaks the basement window and then she like lifts herself up. But you can tell like, oh, somebody's going to grab her legs. But then. The same black guy from earlier who was running at her yeah. helps her out and helps her escape. Right. I thought that he was going to be a worse evil. You know what I mean? Oh, like, uh, okay. Yeah. I thought she was going <laughs> to leave. That's not even the freaky part about this scene. No. Um, 
so the black guy pulls her out. We never learn his name, by the way. Homeless so, like, Harry. Homeless. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, he pulls her out, and then you just see Barb. I, I feel <laughs> it sounds funny because we're calling her Barb, but yeah. you see this lady. Yeah, she reaches out, and she oh. just misses Tess's leg. And she slowly creeps back into the window. Like into the and, darkness. And she kind of looks sad. Yeah. I liked Barb. I feel bad for her. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. but. <laughs> uh, okay, so Homeless Harry <laughs> pulls her out and he's like, you're safe. You're lucky. Don't go back in. And because Tess is like, I need, there's another dude down there. I need to save him. Right. Because, um, you know, she's probably thinking, like, I just lost Keith. Like, Keith died. Like, I have a chance to save this guy. And it's just morally the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, And Homeless Harry says, she's not even the worst thing that's in there. And then at that point, you're, like, pulled right back in. You're, yeah, you're like, like, how the, the fuck does yeah. he, how does he know this? Who uh, is he? Yeah. Oh, the homeless guy says that she comes out at night. So, like, she, like, roams the fucking streets at night. Yeah, I know. And then Tess, you know, decides she wants to save AJ. And then at this point, like, kind of, like, cuts back and forth between Tess and AJ. Um, essentially, I'll, I'll stick with Tess for a bit, and then we'll go back to AJ. Okay. But, like, Tess goes and finds a gas station. She asks for a phone. She gets the police, and the police pull up mm-hmm. and they ask her for her ID and she's like, I've been held prisoner. You're not listening to me. Like I've been held prisoner and there's a man in danger. And so they go back to the Airbnb with her. Um, but they're like, you don't own this place. The owner's not here. We're not going in. Mm-hmm. And like the guy, the other cop is like, you know, uh, we got shots fired on such and such street. Like we have to go. And they're like, honestly, you should be happy that we're not, like, pulling you in and to sleep it off in jail because you broke that window. She can't believe that they're just, like, not helping her. So then she ends up breaking into the house. I'll leave it at that (laughs) for right now. Yeah. Uh, AJ is, uh, well, you know, Barb left AJ in the room to right. go get test because she heard her leaving. So he's left alone. Right. Giving him a chance to... Escape. Yep. Uh, and he goes farther into the tunnel system. He, you know, because Barb went the one way, so mm-hmm. he doesn't want to go that way. So he goes the opposite way and he finds this bell system and he follows the cords of the bell and it all leads to another door. And another room. Yeah. Barb is following. And this scene was fucking creepy as shit. And uh, he has like, I think he has the flashlight on his phone. Oh, he he has his phone. Yeah. Because remember, Tess has the flashlight because he dropped it in the pit. Okay. So he has the light from his phone and it only the light only goes so far. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's still kind of dark. But Barb is there and just, like, lurking. Yeah, so at the end of the tunnel, it's just black. And then you hear her first before you see her. Yeah, because she growls. Yeah, and you can kind of barely make out a figure creeping out from the dark. Mm -hmm. And then she just kind of stops. Yeah, and she's just kind of, like, wavering there. And then she, like, like, uh... Backs away. Yeah, lurks backwards. And it was... 
it was really unsettling. It kind of reminded me like if you're like scuba diving or something and you're looking down in the deep water mm, yeah. and you kind of see something move a little bit and then disappears again. Yeah. Um, and now you're thinking like, well, that guy just said there's something worse down there. Yeah. So obviously, I was like, what the fu- this is, gonna, is, is what's the devil going to be down there? <laughs> um, and AJ goes into the other door and it's like a dilapidated living area with Hawaiian music playing and there's the dress from the girl that the old guy abducted when we went back in time. I didn't even catch that. That's what he picks nice up catch. and that's what she was wearing. Okay. Um and the old dude is down there and he's still alive. Yeah, he's like on death's doorstep. Yeah. He's gonna kick it soon. He's like coughing AJ's asking if he's okay. He gives him some water. He, like, pulls over his nightstand to him because the old man keeps, like, pointing. And AJ's like, I don't I don't know what you want. I don't understand what you're trying to tell me. Right. And he's like, but I'm, I'm going to get out of here and I'm going to get us help. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I thought that uh, the old guy was pointing to, like, the bell cord. Me too, because it's right kind of next to him. Yeah. But it turns out that he did want something in the nightstand and uh, meanwhile aj is finding all the tapes from the guy yeah some of the tapes have girls names on them and some were just descriptions like toothless and homeless and stuff yeah one said like irish accent and then there's one that's like in the vcr yeah so there's a vcr and a tv and just or i'm sorry (laughs) uh what's his name it's not justin aj uh aj pushes the tape in and that one says like gas gas station redhead um we we don't see anything on there i think we hear screaming we just catch the very tail end of it yeah clearly there's like sexual assault going on and i mean i think probably murder on oh yeah (laughs) yeah um and aj turns around he's like what's wrong with you and the old guy grabs a gun out of the nightstand, mm-hmm. but he doesn't shoot AJ. He shoots himself. I think he did that because, well, I mean, he was going to die pretty much very soon. But before AJ was like, you know, what's wrong with you? I'm going to get the cops down here so fast. They're going to figure out what the hell's going on mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. So I figured the old man's like chose death before hmm. getting arrested, I guess. We're going to go back to Tess real quick because okay. Tess went back inside grabbed her keys, mm-hmm. she's in her car, and then all of a sudden the fucking lady busts out of the house. Oh, yeah, it's nighttime now. Yeah. And I think she just, like, busts out the front door, right? Yep, because it's later on you see the front door and it's broken off its hinges. Yeah. And then Tess runs her over. <laughs> um, well, yeah, she drives forward and pins Barb between the car and, like, the front of the house. Yeah. It just, like, drives her into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see her, like, die. She's, like, banging on the window, cracking the windshield, and then she just does the whole cliche, dying while staring at the person in front of them. Yeah, like, she doesn't, like, close her eyes or anything, but she's still. Yeah. And then Tess goes back in the house, and AJ fucking shoots her. Well, okay. We skipped a couple. So I don't really (laughs) think, I mean, that's my notes. (laughs) Yeah, well, okay, so she does go back in. And I made another prediction of, like, is AJ going to shoot her? Mm, I didn't even think of it. So she goes back down to find 
uh, to go to rescue AJ, and AJ thinks that Barb is still right down there. And he's got the gun from the old guy. Yeah, and so Tess is looking down the hallway, and she sees this, like, bright light. It's kind of like a train at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like a floating orb. And it's like a good three seconds, and you're like, what? And then I realized, oh, shit, it's the phone from AJ. And all of a sudden you hear this pop, and then she just falls, and you're like, fuck, he just shot her. Yeah, but he doesn't shoot her, like, in the head or anything. No. Just in the stomach. Yeah. So she's still alive, and then they get out of the house, and the old lady's gone. Barb is gone from the car. Yeah. And then the keys from AJ's car are locked in the tunnel, Mm -hmm. and they're like, we're not going back down there. Yeah. And so they're walking. I thought they were, like, just walking to the gas station. I thought so, too. Uh, The homeless dude calls them over, though, and he's like, shh, you know, be quiet. And she says, I think they're like, what is that thing? And he goes, just a crazy lady living in that house. Yeah, like, (laughs) nothing special about it. Yeah, he's like, just a fucking crazy lady. And I think, uh, you know, he, he says that, uh, that guy who lived there, like, abducted women, uh, mm-hmm. was, like, killing them and raping them, and then started getting them pregnant, and then those babies had babies, and yeah, those babies had babies, of, yeah. and, uh, and he was like, that's pretty much what you're left with, you know, at the end of that train, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Lovely. And, uh, AJ, we have a really, like, heartfelt moment with him because he's, he's, uh, I think the, the homeless guy thinks that the lady fucked up Tess. Right. And AJ's like, no, I shot her. Yeah. And he owns up to it. He's like, I shot her. I did that. And he's upset. He's like, I hurt her and that matters. And I might be a bad person. Or I might be a good person who did a bad thing. And it's obvious, he, like, he's not just talking about shooting tests, right. right? In this moment, he's thinking about Megan. Mm-hmm. And he says he wants to fix it. And I, I'm like, I'm wavering, right? Yeah, see, for me, I felt like he just witnessed something heinous. And I think that there was, like, a switch in him where he's like, okay, I something good has to come out of this. And I think he's starting to feel, like, responsible and... I mean, he's watching a tape of a man raping someone. Right. And he did that, right? Yeah. But obviously what's on that tape is more horrific. Yeah, and so I think this is his only way of... Not, like, a redemption, I guess. Yeah. But just something positive out of this whole, like, shit mess that's going on. Yeah, but you really think, like, all right, you know, he's going to turn it around. Right. This is more mature than, you know, him leaving Megan that voicemail earlier. Right. Like, you know, this is his character arc. Right? 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 (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then... The homeless dude says, that lady, she never comes in here. She fucking busts through the wall like the Kool-Aid guy. It was like Hills Have Eyes all over again. Yeah. Now, I... God, I kind of hated this part. 
Why? It, it's I don't know. It's it was very tropey, very gimmicky. I fucking loved it. And, Wait, can I describe it? She busts through the wall like the Kool Aid guy. Yeah. Grabs the homeless guy, rips off his arm, <laughs> and then beats him with it. Right. Beats him to death with the arm. It was like the Driller Killer mixed with <laughs> Hills Have Eyes. Like right. It was a I, lovely combination. I was trying to f- trying to find a deeper meaning, and I know sometimes there just is not a deeper meaning, but it just no. makes me feel better to f- try and find. What was the deeper meaning? We, um, homeless guy, homeless Harry, was safe there for 15 years because he was never in the house and never a prisoner, and there was never a connection between him and Barb. Yeah. Barb had this living person that she was feeding and taking care of. It was her baby for weeks, Yeah. That, which was Tess. So nothing's going to stop her from finding Tess. Yeah. So that was the that was the final straw for Barb to break through and do something that she has never done before. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. The homeless Harry getting slapped by his own. <laughs> yeah, it was good. So this building is like I don't really know what it is. It's a water tower. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so there's this really large staircase leading up to the top of the water tower. and Well, they they can't run away because, A, Tess has a gunshot wound to her side, so she can't really run. But also, it's gated. Right, there's there's barbed barbed wire around the fences. Barbed wire. Ah, yeah, I gotcha. (laughs) So they run up the stairs. And then... Tesco's the gun, and AJ grabs it from his belt and then fucking fumbles it. It's like, it's not good. Like, it's no. comedically bad. He does the same thing with the knife earlier in the tunnel. He's yeah. holding it, and he he fumbles it so hard, like he's a Well, it's clown. not even, like, a poor, like, decision. Like, it fits his character, you know? I, I like. I understand what you mean. My poor comedic I timing. Guess. I don't but, know. Like, I, it, I don't know. I guess it, it rubbed me the wrong way. It fucking fits because he's useless and a fucking idiot. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, they're on the top of the water tower. He drops the gun. They're on the roof of the building, and then suddenly he realizes we're gonna die up here. Yeah, Barb. He see. He looks down, and Barb is running up. Yep, and like very close uh, on move- Tessa's heels. The movements of of yeah. Barb is just freaky. He goes, "I can escape." But you gotta slow her down, and he launches Tess off the building, and then then at Barb he goes, "Go get your baby," and the and Barb jumps off the water tower right after Tess, and so Tess is like falling. You see the shot of her like surprised, mm-hmm. terrified, and then Barb just like diving head first. Yeah, <laughs> naked. <laughs> Yeah, there was in a slow mo. There was a couple of laughters in the in the but theater. in a good way. Like I, this was ridiculous and off the walls in the best way possible. Like and you just get that like redemption from AJ, and then all of a sudden he's like, "I'm gonna throw you off this building." Yeah. So everything he said in the water tower was complete bullshit. Yeah, completely. Like this guy is such a dirt bag. Oh my god! And I feel terrible for falling for it of him being like. <laughs> I may be a bad person, or I may be a good person who did a bad thing. <laughs> God. Yeah, and I was kind of, I was kind of confused too because he throws Tessa or Tess down first, and then Barb jumps after, and then but after Barb caught up. 
she caught up to her. How? I don't know. That defies physics. She's a large lady. She's aerodynamic. (laughs) I don't know. But anyways, it, like... So, they show them on the ground together. Yeah, and Barb is, like... There's blood. Under. Yeah. So, she caught Tess. She, she, like, cushioned the fall for Tess. Yeah, and then, like, turned in midair, so she would hit the ground first before Tess. There's blood everywhere. You think they're both dead, right? AJ goes down there. Tess is still alive. And then immediately he starts apologizing to her. And he's like, there's nothing I could do. You were slipping. It, like fucking gaslighting this girl that he just threw off the building. Oh, my God. And then suddenly Barb jumps up. The best part. Best part <laughs> of the whole movie. She grabs this slimy little dick bag, pushes his eyeballs in, squeezes out all the juice, yeah. and then rips his skull open. Oh, my God. Oh, that's pretty wicked. A tier. S tier. <laughs> She goes over to Tess, and then this was when I really loved Barb. I was really sad. I wanted to cry with her. So she goes over to Tess, and she's crying, and she's like, baby, baby. And, you know, like, she's looking at her wounds, and, mm-hmm. like, she's trying to, like, cradle her. And Tessa's, like, wincing, and she's like, I, I can't go. I can't move. I can't go back there. Barb keeps trying to, like, cuddle her, and then Tess grabs the gun this was the part that I didn't really understand. I guess, like, maybe Barb was okay with it at this point. But Tess grabs a gun, holds it up to her face, and, and Tess looks like she's hesitating, even. Yeah. Pulling the trigger. Mm-hmm. And then Barb kisses her fingers. Mm-hmm. And then kisses her forehead, like, with her fingers. Like, yeah. You know. And then Tess pulls the trigger. And then that song, Be My Little Baby, plays. <laughs> well, I, I think she was putting Barb out of her misery. Uh, yeah. But also not wanting to fucking go back there. I think maybe it was like <clears throat> a, you know, my baby's leaving the nest kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tess gets up and she's she just walks away. And it like the sun is starting to rise. It's like mm-hmm. a super early morning. And that is... That's Barbarian. That's that's barbarian. It was a wild ride. This is so much fun. And like I wasn't ever bored and neither was I. I didn't know where it was going. Mm-hmm. At, at, at any point of the movie did I know where it was going. That twist at the end when he fucking launches her off the building. Yeah. That like sealed the deal for so me. So was was there anything that you didn't like? Because I have a couple, I have a couple uh, complaints. Um, I don't know. Go ahead, you, you go. Um, so a couple like technical stuff. Like there was one weird shot where it was a POV shot of AJ where he's holding up the knife in the flashlight, and his arms were out in front of the camera. It was very. Um, have you ever seen a Hardcore Henry? No, but I know this style. Yeah. Oh, they also had another shot of that with the flashlight and the gun later on. Yeah. Okay. It it seemed really out of place. It wasn't super long. It was just two quick shots, but I was just like, oh, okay, no. Okay. Uh, the other thing, too, is I feel like they showed the monster too much. Hmm. To me, the scariest parts were uh, evidence of Barb, so the doors swinging open, the, the mm. footsteps... 
Um, the kissy noises. <laughs> yeah. Her. Oh my god. I just thought of that Adventure Time episode with the clown nurses. Like, let me kiss your boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's right. <laughs> that's Barb in real life. <laughs> um, well, I, uh, and also when Barb is like lurking in the dark at the mm-hmm. tunnel looking at AJ. Um, oh, I think that. Well, ter- terror always gets me. Yeah. So. There's a difference between terror and, like, horror or, like, mm-hmm. the scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, terror is the the build-up, the what-if, the right before it happens that's right. scary. Right, well, it's, like, the foreplay's better than the sex kind of thing. Right, right. And, and in this case, like, I don't really have, or in general, I don't have an issue too much of, like, the monster reveal. Mm-hmm. But I, I just feel like there was just a little too much. I got too yeah. comfortable because I... You got too comfortable looking at her. Yeah, I was like, okay, missing teeth, problem. check. Long arms, check. I got it. I know what yeah. she looks like kind of deal. Um, yeah, but that's I mean, I just that being super nitpicky. I think that you can kind of make nitpicky. that argument about any movie, right? Like, after, after, like, what I was going to say to that is, like, after a certain point, like, there is no shroud of mystery anymore. Oh, yeah. Right? But there like, is, they have to get to the... There is a point, and you can be so far from the point, like... Blair Witch Project, where you don't see anything mm. at all, or yeah. in like Jaws is like right, the perfect right. amount of like tease, I guess. But that's just me being super nitpicky. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, like you said, the only thing I would dislike is like the level of comedy. Did you mention this already? Yes. Oh, no, no. I think you I said it, it like, off... I said I think you said it when we weren't recording. Yeah. Um, and I said that it might be spoilery, so that's why we didn't Correct. say it in the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... But it's weird, because, like, it is that tone shift, and... Yeah. And I don't think that this movie <clears throat> is going to be for everyone, because, like, it does get campy a little bit. A little in bit. In the second... Nothing like Sam Raimi campy. No, but, but just, like, I don't know, like, that bulbous baby bottle. And, like, like it's just fucking weird. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, no, I get it. It's just a weird, it, like, there's weird shit in it. Yeah, but I think most of the time it successfully holds the tension. It holds the plot while, you know, releasing some comedic relief here yeah. and there. Um, but, yeah, I think there's just maybe, like, one or two, like, I guess, jokes mm-hmm. i mean i honestly loved how they did that shift though like after the first act like yeah and like really like <clears throat> i would love to see a movie just completely in that tone of the first act mm-hmm. as well like from the same people like yeah I, it was great and then but then it turned into something like magical <laughs> yeah, I know. And I, like for for you guys listening at home, um, if you you always say that, are they at home? What I, if they're in their car? Maybe. What if they're at work? Yeah, that's possible. Wherever you guys are, <laughs> <laughs> um, if you know, if you guys want to go out and you go out and see this, and you really enjoy the first act, but you don't really like the rest of the movie, then I would definitely recommend like watching "Don't Breathe" with Stephen Lang. I don't know. That gets fucking wild too. Yes, but it's uh, it's pretty self-contained. It's that's true. Just yeah. in it's just in the house. 
you get that stranded feeling of like, yeah. okay, you got to get out of the fucking house, but you can't. Yeah. This one is, it's open. It goes to different locations a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it does come back full circle to the house. Yeah. And I was <clears throat> wondering too, if there were more monsters in that basement, because I know that guy said like, there's worse things down there, which yeah, like Barb, she was just, you know, like she was a product of incest. She didn't know she any victim. better. Like she just wanted to take care of her baby. The only thing that she had down there was that breastfeeding video. And like she just wanted a baby because that's all that she knew. Yeah. From, you know what I mean? Man, like, when you put it that way, that's sad. Yeah, that's why <clears throat> I felt fucking bad for her. Like, man, she just wanted her baby. I mean, she, and she did have a baby for a while. She had tests. So like, yeah, that the dude... The, you know, monster was the guy who killed all those women and Mm -hmm. raped them and had, you know, incestuous babies. But I want to know if there was, like, more monsters down there, you know? Like, there's got to be more than one Barb that survived. Yeah, and if we saw, like, three or four secret rooms, there's bound to be others. Maybe. Sequel is uh, one of the babies was a boy. And now it's a large naked man running around. Barbarians with an S. <laughs> For two balls. No. What? I don't know. No, I movie, don't know where you're going the, with that. The movie's like, called Barbarian, singular. Oh, okay. The sequel just has an S to it. Okay. Dear God. Oh, my God. I'm literally, I'm going to cut that. <laughs> Making executive decision as editor. So, yeah, reminders. I rated this nine out of ten i had a six and a half out of ten yeah i mean i so you said when we left you were glad that we went and saw it in theaters uh yeah i mean it's a mixture of it's been a while since we've been to the theaters and Mm -hmm. i i could live at the movies so it's nice to get back to that atmosphere but also there's just something about watching a horror movie in this dark room with other people experiencing it all together and this is not a typical horror movie i guarantee you you have never seen a movie like this. yeah we had a great crowd i feel like yeah because there was a lot of like don't go in there like what the fuck are you doing yeah but it wasn't like annoying or anything. no no it was appropriate also this is the first time Devin and i actually took notebooks into the theater into the it theater felt weird it really, i won't lie it felt it, really weird it did we might get used to it though uh, but yeah, I told Joe like halfway through, I realized that people who were eating popcorn were making more noise than we were. Yeah. So I, I got used to it real quick, but yeah, it felt strange. A little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. But good. <laughs> worth it. I, I thought this was a perfect movie to discuss <laughs> here. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. yeah and it, I honestly, guess... it makes me want to watch Malignant again. Really? Yeah. Do you like this better than Malignant? Yeah. And you know what? I honestly, maybe I think I would have liked Malignant more if I didn't see a trailer. Okay. And and maybe if I didn't know that it was from James Bond. Yeah. Uh, Like, and when we watched the trailer for this one, I would not have pegged the tone for Mm -hmm. it. Same deal. Like, it, it, they're just, like, wild, off the wall, yeah. like, slightly campy, uh, some comedic aspects, 
it's hard to show that in a trailer, I think, without spoiling. It really is. Yeah. And then I think, like, it, it's hard for people to watch the trailer expecting, like, you know, your generic horror movie uh, and then getting something like this. You know? Yeah. I, I definitely like Some, this. It's not everybody's taste, and that's, that's fine. That's true, yeah. I definitely prefer Barbarian over Malignant for a couple different reasons. Just overall, I enjoyed this one a lot more. But also, we went into Malignant knowing that it was James Wan. And yeah. I had no well, idea. Because they build it as, like, Conjuring 4. Right. That, like, which was not fair, I feel like. You know? Because not at all. And I, I was reading later on that Juan specifically made Malignant as a, um, like an homage to kind of campy horror films. Yeah. And he knew going in and he didn't want it to make it like another Saw or another Insidious or Conjuring. Yeah. Either way, <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I had I a ton of fun. really happy with it. <clears throat> I... Can't wait until it comes out to stream because I would love to watch it again. Yeah, we definitely recommend this for you guys to watch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, oh man, this is going to be a very long yeah, special episode. Apologies in advance. Um. Yeah, and this doesn't disrupt anything. We're still going to have our regularly uh, scheduled. Yep. <laughs> episode next. Do you know what movie you're going to pick next? Or actually, I, I think that this one is going to come out before my pick. I'll give you guys, if you've made it this long, I'll give you a little sneak peek. My Ooh. my next uh, pick is Stay Alive. So it'll be coming out after this one. <laughs> and uh, we've already recorded that episode, so. That's true. Ready to roll. Thank you for listening. If you have made it this far, uh, we would love to discuss this movie since, you know, a lot of people haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so new. if you're going to go see it or if you have seen it, let us know. And until then, we'll see you later this week. See all you beautiful people later. <laughs>